wise words of Cam Newton. I'm back. Thank you again mm. to Eric for holding down the fort for me last week while I was studying for finals. I'm sure the show was a lot better than when I'm hosting, but hey, you're stuck with me for the rest of the fantasy football season. Welcome to the Cubulus Fantasy Football Waiver Podcast. I'm Callan, and I'm joined as always by AJ. We've made it. In a lot of leagues, we are starting the fantasy football playoffs. AJ, how's your season looking? Are you Did you squeak your way in? It's great, man. Welcome back, Callan. Did now tell me this. Did did you need the bye week as badly as Cam did? You know, it's resting <laughs> my voice. I didn't have to do as much talking going in the finals. I think it's uh it got me hyped up again. I was paying attention to football in the background while studying over the week. Definitely could not have hosted a podcast. So glad AJ well, it's was good to have you back. Again, and it's good to get save my voice for a week, but it's good to be back. Good to be back. So we're here. We've made it into a lot of your league's fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully, our advice has gotten you gotten you closer to the playoffs, or maybe even into the playoffs. So, we're gonna try and keep you going. We're not just trying to get you in the playoffs. We want to bring home fantasy championships. So, hopefully, our advice can continue to do that. As always, when you're listening to the show, look out for AJ's waiver wire article to read. Now that we're in these important final weeks of the fantasy football season, but before we get into the actual playoffs, I want to ask you, AJ, do your does your philosophy change when it comes to waivers when you go to the playoffs? If you're at this point in the season, if you have a spot locked up or, or fighting for a spot, just walk us through your general philosophy on players you're looking to add. Does it change how you attack this now that we're in this important time of the season? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, most managers are either going to be, if, if you're kind of in the hunt, you're either going to be looking at a player that's going to help you get through this final bye week of week 14, or you're looking to set yourself up for the playoffs. So, you know, strength of schedule um, for the last few weeks. I mean, it's never more important than it is right now. So right now, if I'm, if I am into the playoffs in, in my league, I don't care about week 14 unless I'm really jostling for that bye. that's the only reason that I would want to try to, you know, if, if I have a couple of players out on bye in week 14, then I might want to, um, you know, add, you know, some players that might just give me one solid week. Um, if I'm going for that buy, but if not, if you're, if you're in the playoffs, just do not care about week 14, look at week 15, look at week 16, start looking at some of these. And really, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been, you know, a favored team and get bounced the first week of the playoffs because my matchups weren't that great. So, um, I am definitely starting to look at that. And and what I'm doing is I'm looking for insurance. So a lot of the players that we're going to be mentioning, they might be for this week, but what I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to get my backup running backs, my backup players that if any of my starters go out, that's who I'm hunting for right now, because you know what? It's, I don't need that fifth wide receiver, that sixth running back, uh, you know, that, that I'm stashing the season's almost over. So I know who my good players are. are. I know who I'm actually going to start. And I'm going to be looking for those backups to to hopefully make the drop off a little less severe if something happens during the playoffs. What about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same thing. You definitely, as we always have said, you want to get those handcuffs. You want to, I think you said it best, look ahead, start looking at those playoff matchups. There's a lot of good sites that I'll give you, including us. We'll give some uh, strength of schedule during the playoffs. Try and find those matchups you can exploit. If you have spot on your bench, Stash an extra defense so you don't have to worry about if you've been streaming all year. So you have that in your back pocket. You don't have to worry about using a waiver priority on a defense when it comes time for that. So start looking at those. I think that's a really great point. And we're going to try in this show, obviously talking about the players you're going to need to pick up. 
to differentiate. If you need a player right now, we're going to give some names to players to have you for this week, but also some players that are worth stashing that could be potential league winners down the playoff stretch. So as always, we're going to start off with the running back position. It's not really as big as it was last year. Last week, we saw Jamal Williams, a big name, Alexander Madison come in because of the injuries. But this week with the running back, we actually... Every time. It worked out. That was a, every that, time. Yeah, every I, time. Oh, absolutely. I love the graphic that they made on the waiver wire show or waiver wire article for Madison. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. But the injuries were kind of quiet this week. There wasn't the big injury where you need to drop big money. So, AJ, where are you looking at running back? Who's your top priority? And you can say if it's for this week or for Stash, but who's your number one priority, your number top two priority for running backs this week? Yeah, with with the running backs, it's it's um, you know some of the top pickups were actually on buy last week, so that that's why you saw you know um, obviously Alexander Mad- Madison was kind of the top one, and then Jamal Williams was big, um, but right up there with those guys would have been uh, Christian McCaffrey's kind of backups, his his replacements um, in Amir Abdullah and obviously in Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard, he's gone. He's he, he's uh, He's owned in probably three fourths of, of leagues right now. Um, so obviously go check just in case somebody dropped him out of desperation in, in week 13, but you're not likely to get him. But I do think, you know, Amir Abdullah is worth an ad. I don't love the, the outlook for Carolina uh, in during the fantasy playoffs, but I do think that he's worth an ad. Um, going up against Atlanta, if you need that one week filler, but even just to see kind of how this backfield uh, works itself out, because when, when uh, McCaffrey went out the first time, he was very, uh, he he wasn't even there yet. So, um, and and it was all Chuba Hubbard, but, but since week eight, when Abdullah arrived, he has started to take more of the passing down work and you could see potentially in some of these negative game scripts uh, in weeks uh, 15, 16, and 17, that it actually could favor Amir Abdullah more than Chuba Hubbard down the stretch. So he's, uh, um, Abdullah is definitely a guy who, you know, this late in the season, you know, it's a little bit of a risk, but he could pay off huge dividends in an offense that desperately needs uh, a running back. Yeah, without Christian McCaffrey, we're going to see what they're going to do. Chuba Hubbard is obviously the one we said they've been getting a lot more mixed in. And they did just fire Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator. So I'm curious to see how that changes things. Do they go for more of a two tandem set? Do they go for to mix and match, or do they just pound it with Chuba? It's risky to start in your for trying to get to the playoffs with Chuba Hubbard or uh, Amir Abdullah. But like we've said a lot on this show, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, and that's a matchup you can exploit. So I definitely like this. Speaking of matchups, you can exploit. The Houston Texans, or excuse me, the Tennessee Titans play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that running back situation has been something yep. that we have talked a lot on this show. And they're coming off the bye and all pretty readily available. So, AJ, how do you attack this matchup? How do you attack that backfield? Where do you put your priority for in terms of the Titans backfield? Yeah, in, in week 12, both Deonta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard went for more than, went for over 100 yards. Um, so, there's a, there's not a, there's a scenario where both of them are actually fantasy relevant. So, you know, remember, this is the Titans. They love to run. This is the Derrick Henry offense. Uh, offense. And I think that they're what we saw in week 12 is they were trying to get back to that. Um, 
obviously Derrick Henry could have uh, is is two two people put together, and we found out that those two people are Foreman and Hilliard. So um, the the one question here for Tennessee is what happens when Jeremy McNichols comes back? He's more of the passing down back. So for my money, if if I'm looking at at week uh, fourteen. I think that you have a safer floor in Deontay Foreman because I think that he is going to give you that guaranteed uh, that guaranteed volume. Um, I do think, however, if you're uh, if you're looking for more of a ceiling play and you kind of want to, you, again, you have a week to kind of see what this is going to be like before you get into the fantasy playoffs, then Dontrell Hilliard could be that guy who who ends up having that higher ceiling. So, but again, you know. Before Henry went down, when it was Derrick Henry and and uh, Jeremy McNichols, you know Hilliard was on the practice squad, so it's it's not guaranteed the workload he's going to have when McNichols comes back from from his concussion, uh, which could be this week. But um, but both of those guys, I I think that their upside is there. I think that if I had to to put one in this week, Callan, I'd probably say Foreman just because I think the volume will be there against Jacksonville. But if you're looking for that ceiling play. Um, you know, Hilliard's proved himself over the past few, over the past couple of games. I couldn't agree too much more than that. Foreman, I think, has the more guaranteed work, and McNichols, like I said, will eat more up into Hilliard. But then again, what was Mc, what was McNichols really doing before Hilliard emerged? Nothing really that great. So maybe Hilliard has emerged so much where, like, you know, McNichols, you're the guy who's going to take the seat. So it's going to be a little messy. But Could I be. think Foreman has the guaranteed touches. They're still have out a lot of wide receivers. Julio Jones was designated to return from the IR, but. When will we see him back? So they may not jump right back in the passing. They're still without AJ Brown. So the run games will be still very involved. And that means a lot of good things for your fantasy rosters. Next up on the list is another backfield that I didn't really think we'd talk much about before, but it's the New York Jets. And right now we finally may have a clearer answer on who V1 is. And that's Tevin Coleman last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. He ran 11 times for 58 yards. Looked pretty good. He even had three receptions in the passing game. So what are your thoughts on him? Do you have any interest in Ty Johnson or is Tevin Coleman just the lead guy and Ty Johnson's just afterthought at this point? With the Jets, it's, it's so hard to know because, you know, again, in, in week uh, 13, um, it was all Tevin Coleman. And I, I think Ty Johnson had one carry. Um, so, you know, it, it, I could see it flipping against New Orleans. It it really depends on game script. So I'm not crazy about either option. I don't really want to risk these guys in um, in the in the fantasy playoffs. So if that's who if that's who you end up stuck with, then you know, uh, good luck to you. But um, you know, and I, I would say that Tevin Coleman is probably your safer option if you need kind of a low end flex. Um, I wouldn't expect too much um, against New Orleans. New Orleans again you don't really know what you're going to get. You could get a sloppy, slower game where there's not a lot of points to go around, which in some cases could benefit Coleman if the volume is there. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's just hard to tell. But of all the Jets running backs, I would probably say that Coleman is the safest. Um, I think that Austin Walter was, you know, kind of a flash in the pan. Wouldn't wouldn't look that way. Um, and Ty Johnson just, uh, you know, you can't really trust him, so he's not going to sniff my my starting lineup. So, why have him on my roster? I started off the show by saying I'm back, but Tevin Coleman might be another name that's back, and also another guy who's back, Adrian Peterson. They didn't really <laughs> want to talk about it too much more, but he got the goal line work for Seattle. He did score a touchdown. 
back backfield's been an absolute murky mess. There's still Rashad Penny involved. So same questions we did earlier. How are you tackling the Seattle backfield? Are you just running for the hills when it comes to going there? Adrian Peterson, congratulations. I think he's the first running back to score a rushing touchdown on like six different teams or something like that. Um, so congrats to you. Um, in your old age, you're doing great. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson, I think that, you know, if this is for the desperate, I think he's touched on her bust. I do think that he's getting the goal line work. And so against Houston, um, you know, there are matchups that, um, that are way worse than that. So I don't hate it if it's desperation. Uh, again, I, I don't love it looking forward, but if you need a plug and play, um, you know, you hope that he falls forward into, into the end zone. Um, you know, I, I, I like Rashad Penny a little bit more with Alex Collins out, but he is losing that goal, goal line work. So, I mean, it is kind of what you said, you know, when you can't decide between two guys in the same backfield, um, that might be a little bit of a, a of a warning sign. So there, there are red flags there, but I, I think that if I'm just going for touchdown upside, I might uh, throw a flyer at, at, at Adrian Peterson. But overall, I'm not really sniffing that that backfield too much. 2021 fantasy football playoff advice. Maybe Fuller Flyer and Adrian Peterson. Crazy. The crazier things have been said on this show. I will say that. And speaking of another guy who I want to talk about is a little more speculative, but we did see Elijah Mitchell leave with a pretty nasty hit. He's in the concussion protocol. So that makes Jeff Wilson Jr. once again very viable, only 25% rostered in Yahoo League. So Let's just say hypothetically we find out Mitchell is out. Is Jeff Wilson the clear number one go get sort of guy? You know, I I, I kind of put him up there with uh, the Tennessee backs, um, just because of on Tuesday night. Yeah, we we may not know exactly, um, but I, I'd put him right up at the top of the list because you know with Trey Sermon out, Jamichael Hasty, you know, still coming off of an injury. There's just there's not a lot of options there, and um, you know. Jeff Wilson hasn't been, you know, he really hasn't kind of stormed in off of IR like we like we thought he would. But we know that he's a talented back. We know that he can have spike games. Um, and, you know, I, still, you know, you, you can trust the San Francisco 49ers to uh, to want to have a run game. So, yeah, if if Mitchell's out, then I think Jeff Wilson probably pops up near the top. The, the big question is how long? Because, again, I'm, if I'm looking towards the playoffs, you know, I'm probably – I probably want to want to see what I have with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard more than a one week rental from Jeff Wilson. But absolutely, if you need that week 14 win or if it looks like uh, Mitchell might be out for more than a week, then absolutely. Uh, I would say he probably jumps right right up there with those guys for week 14. Is there any other names that we haven't talked about that are still worth the speculative ad? I know we've kind of ran through some, but is there any other names that you think are worth mentioning at this position? Yeah, I, you know, I, it's hard because we we record this on Monday night, so it's hard to know exactly what Matt Breda is doing. Even though I could tell you right now, he's probably not having a great night because the because the weather is not great, and I just saw that Zach Moss was uh, made active. So I'm not fully off of Matt Breda, um, but again, this is probably that time of the season where if I kind of grabbed him just to see what his week. 13 would look like I'm probably going to drop him for some of these other guys. Um, but then a stash, if you're, if you know, you're not going to have this for week 14 um, with miles Sanders going out to yet another injury, 
Um, you know, he said in, in the postgame presser that he would be back for week 15. But honestly, you never know with kind of ankle injuries, with leg injuries. And it's Miles Sanders as well, who those those things tend to linger. So uh, Boston Scott and even Jordan Howard are kind of on my list that if you if you are, can afford to look forward to week 15, then maybe stash these guys. Because if Sanders isn't back for the first round of playoffs, then Boston Scott has, you know, when his number was called, you know, he, he, he performed. So, um, I, I'm kind of looking Boston Scott's way if, if I'm already in the playoffs and kind of want to see what happens to Miles Sanders after the bye. Would Kenneth Gainwell make that list as well as he had 12 carries 54 yards and he scored a touchdown for Philadelphia or is he behind those if hypothetically Miles Sanders is going to miss time? Never again, Callan. <laughs> Never again. Gainwell. Uh, I, man, I, I so wish that the Eagles could figure out what they wanted to do because I, I think Gainwell might be the most talented back. But mm-hmm. when when Scott and Howard were healthy, it just seemed like that was a combination that the, the, that the Eagles coaching staff liked better. You know, I think they liked Jordan Howard around the goal line and they liked Boston Scott, you know, to kind of be more versatile and kind of take take it, especially between the 20s. So, no, I, it, it, if I'm looking at week 15, I'm not I'm not putting my fantasy life in Kenneth Gainwell's hands. We'll move over to the wide receiver position where there were a few more injuries that could have some impact on your fantasy rosters. But we're going to start off with a guy who's not coming off someone getting injured, but has been someone that AJ has been talking up these past few weeks. And it has finally come true. He had his a real great week this week, and that's Russell Gage for his Atlanta Falcons. I'm not going to say much more, AJ. I'll give you a pat on the back for your Gage call. I picked him up in a league as a stash this week, and I'm very happy about that. So tell other people why we need to get Russell Gage on our rosters. Yes, I'm coming to you from the uh, world champion Atlanta Braves headquarters, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, you know, I just want to say that even though we are champions, we still have a history of, of, of dark times and Russell Gage scared us, scared most of you away with his goose eggs, uh, multiple goose eggs this season. Um, but he's back baby. And eventually a wide receiver had to emerge. Um, I will not do a, a, a my Bane impression of being born in the darkness, but Russell Gage, uh, he is, you know, it, with with defenses focusing on Kyle Pitts, there's really not 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 much else to do. You've got Cordero Patterson, who is you know going to continue to get his. I think um, who has been a, a little bit banged up here and there, but um, you know w- Russell Gage is the wide receiver one while Calvin Calvin Ridley's out. And I think that the last couple of weeks, um, you know, we've seen. Matt Ryan continue to look his way. And again, he, I mean, I, I do think he's less talented than Kyle Pitts. So the uh, opposing defenses are, are, are focusing in on Pitts and that's just giving more opportunity for Russell Gage. So um, it, it's not a, not a great matchup against Carolina because their defense is solid. They're coming off a bye, um, but I still think the volume is going to be there. So, um, you know, after his week 10 debacle, of uh, of z- zero receptions on on three targets you know he's had eight targets seven seven targets and then 12 uh in week 13 so um and that that ended up being for 11 receptions and 130 yards so that is great volume that is um that is something that i'm happy to jump on a russell gage against carolina in week 14 for sure 
He's only 35% rostered, seven or more targets each of the past three weeks. I'm going to give you, once again, pat on the back. That's been <laughs> a very good call for you, Russell Gage. And well, I need to remember that, it, like, no, yeah. I need to remember, like, Eric, how he records from the Sands in Cincinnati, that you're actually <laughs> in Mercedes-Benz Stadium and recording from Atlanta. I need to yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah, I need to remember yeah, you're actually in the Kanye. stadium. Me and oh, Kanye yeah. live here. Have you saw, um, seen him yet, or is he uh, no, still hidden? No, he's 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 very wily, that Kanye. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it, it it's not hard to be a homer, and I gladly am. So let's go, Russell Gage. But he, but he's Look, not all. He's not all. We've got some more guys. We got some more guys, and one of these guys is coming off a bye week, and it's Nick Westbrook-Akine. He had been the number one target for Tennessee, and it's been pretty good. You get the number one target in a Titans offense. It's going to be some production fantasy we talk about the running backs they have a matchup with jacksonville so is this just a one-week play or does he have some potential with julio jones on his way back yeah you know it it, it depends on what you mean by on his way back because i think it's really just been a lost season for julio jones Mm -hmm. and for any any manager uh any fantasy manager who drafted him you know what i'm talking about but um it's it's hard to it's hard to bank on Julio giving any sort of fantasy relevance until he does it, you know, a couple of weeks in a row. And we're pretty much out of the season. So um I do like uh Westbrook Akine. I think that he could be somebody for um the next few weeks uh, as we're still kind of waiting on AJ Brown to get back. Um again, the 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 Tennessee offense, you know, is finding its footing. It's, it tends to be even better for somebody like Akine when they can get the the ground game going. So again, Julio is designated to return this week, but it's not sure whether or not he will. Um, so, you know, in week 11, week 11, Akine was, uh, you know, seven for one Oh seven. And in right before they went on their buy, um, fewer targets, uh, only six targets in week 12, which is still good, but uh, two receptions, 25 yards, but he did get that touchdown to save the day. So um, you kind of have two two shots there. Um, and again, thank you, Callan, for actually being the only person in my life who knew how to pronounce his name so I don't sound like an absolute fool. Uh, but yeah, N- Nick Westbrook-Akine, I think that right now with him being the wide receiver one in Tennessee going up against Jacksonville, I, I really like him for this week. And I think that he could provide value um, for more than that with AJ Brown out too as well. And he, I know he's on the IR, but who knows when he'll be back. Julio, like you said, is designated return, but he could miss another week. This is a matchup you exploit. And I'm definitely intrigued by his potential, even going forward with the amount of injuries that Tennessee has dealt with. Speaking of injuries, Adam Thielen left on Sunday in the first drive and did not return. He's the guy with, I believe a high ankle sprain is going to miss some time. He's for sure going to miss Thursday night against Pittsburgh Steelers. So the big benefactor for that at the wide receiver position could be KJ Osborne, who saw seven targets this past week in their loss to the Detroit Lions. Do you share the same optimism for uh, KJ Osborne? Yeah, I, I mean it, it, it's such a bummer about Thielen, um, but if you're an Adam Thielen manager, you know I would definitely be making Osborne. Um, you know, I, I mean obviously you're going to be looking at at all of these players, but. Um, you know, Osborne and then potentially um, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but Tyler Conklin in the tight ends, uh, those targets have to go somewhere. And again, with these high ankle sprains, you know, 
two weeks is like an absolute best case scenario. But, you know, we see a lot of these linger into that four week, even up to six week range. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Adam Thielen go on short, short term IR, even though uh, this late in the season, I'm not sure if he will. But um, I, I think Osborne is, is, a, is a good pickup. I think that, um, you know, I mean, it's against your Steelers. So I don't know how you feel about that matchup, but he's only 4% rostered. Uh, we definitely saw after Thielen went out how involved he was in that offense. So um, definitely Kirk Cousins, you know, has shown that he can support multiple receivers. So uh, definitely I, I'm interested in, in Osborne. I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be putting in a claim on him. I don't have any fab left, but I'll be putting in a claim. <laughs> like you said, it's against Steelers, which has been hit or miss matchup. But the Steelers aren't that vaulted defense we thought they're going to be. It's a short week. They're going to need to get someone involved. Like I said, Cousins can support two receivers. I'm definitely intrigued, especially because we've seen it before. Early in the season, he was quite involved, even as the third receiver. Now he's the second receiver. He's going to be pretty involved, so I'm definitely putting some bids in on Osborne. Some intrigue for this week and long-term, though. The playoff schedule is not great. It's still a number two receiver in Minnesota, which is actually more valuable than I would have expected to be saying. So another injury that's definitely worth monitoring at this point now. Keenan Allen, as of Monday's recording list, has been placed on the COVID reserve list. I believe it was uh, testing positive, so we'll see if he's able to clear the protocol in time for Sunday's game against the New York Giants. If he does not, there is a great opportunity for someone to emerge as the second target, your ch- or second receiver, I should say. Your choice for that spot is Jalen Guyton. I, I don't know why I always have to say it like a German, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that obviously Mike Williams, you know, this could be good news for, for Mike Williams managers, right. As we head into the playoffs um, again, what, I haven't, I haven't seen any reports on whether or not Keenan Allen is vaccinated. So obviously that changes quite a bit. They do have a little bit longer to, um, you know, to kind of get through the the COVID protocols, but it's definitely a situation that I want to monitor. And, um, I mean, uh, Jalen Guyton had just a beautiful, I mean, it was such a, it's probably going to be on our QB throws of the week, uh, article that comes out, um, on Wednesday. So, uh, keep an eye out for that too on QBList.com. Um, but it was just a beautiful pass from, uh, from Justin Herbert. And I do think that in, you know, have, having that deep threat option, um, going up against the giants, not scary. Um, I, you know, Jalen Guyton went for, uh, you know, four receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, I could see a very similar uh, stat line for him in week 14. Um, again, I, I don't know how much that's going to matter into the fantasy playoffs um, unless, you, you know, Keenan Allen, you know, actually, um, you know, has lingering effects or anything like that. But this, this would, this is kind of one of those perfect ones. That's like a nice one week rental. Um, if Keenan Allen sits. If he does miss for the playoffs, this, matchups against Kansas City, Houston, and Denver, and Vegas in Week 18 is a very juicy fantasy playoff schedule that if, like you said, Keenan Allen has some lingering effects, which this treats everyone different. COVID has affected everyone differently. Some missed only one game. Some missed multiple games that we saw from Mari Cooper. So keep an eye on it. Monitor it. He could even be back by Sunday. But this is definitely one you have to take advantage of for both. If you need a long-term, take the upside chance, take the shot. Or if you need for someone this week, you can't do too much worse than number two receiver in Los Angeles. Speaking of number two receivers, we've been kind of unclear about who number two receiver in Green Bay is. 
There's two guys lumped in. We'll just talk about them both. It's Randall Cobb and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who saw a number of conversations in our QB list Discord over the past week and people trying to take a speculative ad on them. So where do you stand on that? Is there one you prefer over the other? How do you attack this sort of spot for, for Green Bay? It's such a challenge, man, because the you know there seems to be so much opportunity there. You know, an Aaron Rodgers offense, even some some uh, MVP whispers for him. Uh, and obviously, you've got Devonta Adams, and you've got the run game with um, with AJ Dillon, and you know Aaron Jones should be should be back as well. But um, you know, if I had to trust one of them, I would probably say Randall Cobb if he's back. Um, being able to take the bye week to uh, to kind of nurse that uh, groin injury, um, we should know soon whether or not he's practicing or playing. Even though, you know, he might get some of those veteran rest days, but it, it's a little bit hard because it kind of seems to be a little bit your turn, my turn. And half of that has to do with who's sitting out in a given week. But um, I'll probably, I mean, uh, Randall Cobb looked amazing in week 12 before he went down, uh, you know, going four receptions for 95 yards and a score before, um, before he left the game. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Marquez Valdez scaling could be a decent, um, a decent play there. They're both, uh, they're both plenty available, but my money is probably on Randall Cobb if, if he's healthy. And the final wide receiver position I want to go a little bit deeper in is actually the Detroit Lions because we have started to see some people emerge. Josh Reynolds is starting to get a little love in the fantasy industry. Over the past few weeks, last week, it continues seven targets, four receptions, 69 yards. But he was not the best receiver on the team. That goes to the title of a guy we were pretty high on at some points during hmm. the season. That was Amon Ross St. Brown. He finally decided to get his first career touchdown reception on 12 targets, 10 receptions, 86 yards and the game-winning touchdown in the final seconds against the Minnesota Vikings. It's Detroit, so this is a whole shrug, throw our hands up, but do either of these prov- guys provide the upside you're looking for come fantasy playoffs? If I had to choose one, I'd probably go with Josh Reynolds because it just seems like he, from week to week, he's the best receiver there. Um, and he seemed to kind of already you know, have, have some good chemistry with Jared Goff maybe from the old Los Angeles days. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic week from Amon Ra, the sun god himself. Um, but we've seen this before, not not quite to this level. Um, I, I'd i say it's probably more smoke than fire at this point, um, particular, particularly if I'm heading into the playoffs. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't dislike the, you know, the, the matchup is a little bit troubling for me, actually. I, I don't, so... I actually do dislike the matchup against Denver. I think with the slower pace, there just may not be that much opportunity for Detroit, for any of the receivers to really get going. So um, I I would love to buy in on, on Amon Ross St. Brown just because his name is so cool. <laughs> but unfortunately, I for those reasons, I have to be out. Oof, pulling a little shark tank on us. I, I, I believe Ben Brown, and correct me if I'm wrong, he, he was pretty high on him in our Discord. He'd be kind of hyping up come draft season. So for his sake, I hope he's right because he had a yeah. great call on Logan Thomas last year. So we'd mm-hmm. love to let him know how right he was about that. That's such an unfortunate injury. But the fantasy playoffs for the Lions is kind of intriguing. You got Arizona, which yeah. is actually a better match than we thought, as long as Atlanta and Seattle, who are two matchups we've been loving to take advantage of all season. So if we can figure out who the guy we go for is, this could be great and provide the upside you're looking for. 
Problem is, we don't know. I would probably take the shot on Amon Ra just because of the draft capital we had from him. And we've seen it from him before, but figuring after you get the game when he touched down, you start to see some looks. So I would probably lean the other way and go St. Brown. But Reynolds has been a more consistent option. But this is probably more time than we need to spend talking about Detroit wide receivers. Any other... Hey, you, hey, you never know. Hey, if, if you need those Detroit receivers, good luck. Good luck in week 14. <laughs> Best of luck exactly. to you, sir. Sirs and exactly. ladies. Any other receivers that are worth the mention or have we kind of kind of covered it? <sighs> yeah, we're done. All right, well, all right. So one I'll say, and again, this is like, this This is my dart throw, bringing it back to earlier in the earlier in the season. Robbie Anderson, you know, if, if you're looking for a good matchup and you believe the Cam Newton bounce back, you know, they're, they're going against Atlanta in, in this week. And again, if you ever need a get right spot, there's your get right spot. So Robbie Anderson, he's only, uh, he's, he's down to 37% now. Um, I could see, uh, I could see a scenario where he gets a lot of dump offs, a lot of targets. Um, again, we still don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like without McCaffrey. So I think there's, you know, you could talk yourself into it. We don't know what the offense is going to look like without McCaffrey. And we also don't know what the offense will look like under a new offense coordinator without Joe Brady. It can't get much worse than how it's been looking this season, but now you start to question of was it really Sam Darnold or is it Joe Brady? Who knows? But like you said, it's a get right spot in Atlanta. But do you really want to take a chance on Carolina with all the question marks surrounding them? So, but if you're feeling brave, you can go back to the well with Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Moving over to just the go, tight. Just go get oh, Russell Gage. Go get Russell yes. Gage. <laughs> Please get Russell Gage and uh, let Eric. He's gonna get, he's gonna get zero this week. Oh jeez. I'm ready. I'm going to get the monologue ready for it next week. (laughs) Moving over to the tight end position. We're going to start off with a name that continues to just be mentioned. It's not pretty, but he continues to get things done. And it's Evan Ingram having another good week. He's going to face the Chargers, who is a tight end match we can kind of take advantage of. Why is Evan Ingram your top priority at tight end? Because tight end's weird, man. It's uh, it, it's it's dark out there. Uh, the, week thirteen. I mean, we'll just say across the board, it was not a great week for the kind of fringe streaming tight end uh, options for the most part. I mean, obviously you had George Kittle going, you know, stratospheric with uh, you know, with his week thirteen. Um, but I mean, really, there weren't a lot of of kind of you know, hopeful ads, desperation plays that really paid off. You know, I think it's finally time to, you know, look at some of these, some of these options like Evan Ingram and say goodbye to Jared Cook. You know, I I think that just, you just have such limited upside and you have an absolute basement floor. So um, yeah, I I mean, Evan Ingram again, you know, just a a decent week. Um, He's only, he's still only 29% rostered eight points. You know, he's, he's getting that, those five targets and also just in New York, you know, you've got, uh, you've got this, the revolving injury door. Um, Kenny Galladay went out out of the game, back into the game. Um, so he can't seem to get healthy. You've got Sterling Shepard who can't seem to get healthy. You've got Kadarius Tony uh, in the same boat. So you've pretty much got Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram. Um, and hopefully, you know, uh, with, with Saquon starting to look a little bit better with starting to pull off some chunk gains that should open some things up. Uh, hopefully for the passing game. Um, so, you know, and, and again, it's, it, it's not necessarily a high ceiling pick. I don't think a lot of these, uh, a lot of these names this week are, um, but you know, if, 
Evan Ingram's probably not going to give you that zero. He's not going to, he's not going to goose you um, in, in week 14. So, um, you know, him and I think Tyler Conklin also are again, just really safe ads um, that are going to kind of give you kind of that guaranteed volume, especially, you know, with, with Conklin, again, he's only 30% rostered and with, with Adam Thielen going out, you should expect, at least I'm expecting a couple more targets to come Conklin's way per week. With the revolving door at injuries for Giants, also including their quarterback position with Jones being out the neck oh, injury. Yeah. Mike Glennon now being diagnosed with concussions. So the next man up, maybe Jake from State Farm. So Jake from I, I'd love to take credit for it, but I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember who, That's but great. it's too good not to say. So does that put Conklin ahead of him in terms of priority, or are you still gonna take the shot on Ingram? no matter who it is at quarterback, because they got to throw the ball somewhere. I, yeah. I, I think the fact that the fact that Adam Thielen is out as well. Um, and then just, just the matchup, you know, the, um, the, the giants are, are playing the chargers who have been a little bit tougher against the pass than they have been against the run. Um, so I, it's a, I, I prefer the giants running game in, in week 14. Um, and then again, with, with, uh, with Pittsburgh coming up, I think that, um, you know, uh, that, that's a decent matchup for uh, for Tyler Conklin with Thielen out. So yeah, he probably bumps up a little bit higher um, for that, just because I think the opportunity will be there. And we saw Logan Thomas go out with a serious injury. Injury. It sounds like yeah. he likely will miss the rest of the season, though. Ron Rivera hasn't yeah. shut the door for that, so I hope to see him again. But I'm not expecting it. So do we go back to the rookie Seals Jones? Well, because of that. Yeah, absolutely. When 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 Ricky Seals Jones is healthy, he slotted right in, and that's a that's a really valuable role with with Taylor Heineke there. You know, who doesn't mind taking shots, but also you know needs needs some of that security blanket. Um, uh, honestly, if if I knew that Seals Jones was was healthy, then he might actually go up a little bit higher in this list. But it's just a little bit hard to go to the waiver wire for a tight end that you aren't sure is even going to play. Uh, that week. So yeah. instead of burning a priority there, you know, I, 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 but I do think that if, if seals Jones is back and he's in, then, um, then I think he's a great play against Dallas. None of these tight ends are playoff guys where you're going to stash them for the entire playoffs. These are probably plug and play matchup sort of things. Maybe one has that upside, but we have those three. Is there any other tight end that you're buying into or intrigued by, or is this just a continue to plug and chug and move on? Yeah, I, I'm. I'd keep my eye on on James O'Shaughnessy in Jacksonville just to see if that if that role develops. And then, uh, actually, you know, last week with Darren Waller being out, uh, we haven't heard anything on his status other than last week they said he was day, uh, week to week, and this week Darren Waller is day to day. So I don't know exactly what that means, but if he's out again, Foster Moreau did not come through for you in week 13. But I do, I do still really like him as a as a streamer for this week um, going up against KC. Um, he's only 23, 23% rostered. And in the other starts, not in week 13, he filled in uh, really well and, and produced some tight end one numbers uh, on the Raiders. So um, if, if Darren Waller does sit another week, then um, I'm definitely comfortable plugging playing Foster Moreau. Going on to the quarterback position. And this is, this is it. The po- the playoffs are where we, do get into those streamers. People have been streaming quarterbacks, maybe in this position. So we're trying to help you out here. And the number one priority for streaming quarterbacks, I think it's pretty unanimous between, or unanimous between the two of us, but it's Taysom Hill. What he did last week in Dallas is great. 
and he's facing the New York Jets. I know he's dealing with some sort of injury. I don't really care. He's the rushing floor is just incredible. Uh, do you disagree with me about Hill being the top QB streamer? Or if not, tell me why. Continue to tell me why Taysom Hill needs to be rostered. I wouldn't dare disagree with you on this one. Um, no, it's, I mean, Taysom Hill was questionable heading into heading into week 13 as well with, you know, kind of foot and, and leg injuries and whatnot. And he played and it, I mean, he, he, it did not look pretty. So Taysom Hill, I mean, honestly, you, he may look fine against the jets, but he's kind of one of those almost along the lines of Cam Newton, where it's like, you know, just check the box score at the end of the game. Yep. <laughs> he's kind of, kind of like a Jalen hurts, just like, just, just check the box score at the end of the game and you'll probably be happy. But um, you know, watching the game against Dallas last week, you know, he, I couldn't tell if Taysom Hill was going to break a 25 yard run or throw a pick. Um, but he did enough of both of those. Um, and you know, again, you know, you're right. We don't have to belabor this point, but, um, absolutely. The, the rushing upside is just, it, it covers all, it it covers all sins. So, um, definitely Taysom Hill is my top streamer this week at 34% rostered. Um, and I think he's somebody that, you know, you can, um, you can keep an eye on throughout the playoffs as well, just because of that upside. And you mentioned Cam Newton in that little feel. Week 12 was atrocious. I Oof. started him in a league, and even though I still won, luckily, because I had a lot of other players around him, <laughs> I have zero interest in going down that well again because of how bad it was. But it's Atlanta, and we've been saying all show and all season about taking advantage of Atlanta. So tell me why I need to get rid of Week 12 and continue to go back to Cam Newton. Hey, I, I started him in Week 12, too, so... So folks out there, we are, we are, uh, taking our own advice and sometimes it hurts, but that's fantasy. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I started Cam Newton and did not win week 12, but, um, yeah, it, it, it just, the, the matchup is great. You know, I, I just think the potential for the upside is there. Um, especially with, with McCaffrey out, you know, I, I think I could definitely see Cam Newton taking even more of the goal line work, even though he tends to take all of it anyway. Um, so I'm I'm willing to jump in one more time with Atlanta. If he if Cam Newton can't get it right against Atlanta, then I'll I, I will officially get off of this um, get off of this soapbox. But um, it's definitely a get right spot. I like you know some some of the options there. I think you could have a potential blow up spot um, with that rushing upside. Um, I, I definitely think you know a couple of rush, rushing touchdowns for Cam Newton is not out of the realm of possibility against Atlanta, and that would be a massive quarterback score for Week uh, 14. Absolutely. And if you can't get either of those two, where else would you look for streamers this week? Uh, my my third option is is probably Taylor Heineke, who has kind of changed in in my head as he was kind of the upside guy who's, you know, not afraid to sling it. And uh, Washington has definitely gotten a little more conservative, but he's delivering at least a solid floor. So um, if you know, heading into heading into week 14 against Dallas, you know, it, it's a divisional game. Um, you know, I think Washington, you know, maybe they're playing for pride, but um, if if you buy into the idea that, that there could be a shootout, then I think Heineke uh, should be good. I think uh, even if it's not a shootout, if they're playing from behind, which I think is just as likely, then you could have some late, um, you know, so, some late trash stats uh, to back it up. Um, and then the the fourth one, um, to me, he's he's a lot further down on the on the list because I just don't exactly know what I'm going to get with Teddy Bridgewater. 
Um, he's, he's like a box of chocolates. So, um, but the matchup against Detroit is fantastic. You would think, um, but it's actually been pretty game script dependent on how well quarterbacks do against Detroit. They're kind of middle of the pack. Um, and even saw in, in, in week uh, 13 with Kirk cousins, he didn't really get a lot of his fantasy points until uh, later in the second half. So, um, so Heineke and then, and then Bridgewater is kind of a distant fourth for me. Go get the Russian quarterbacks to talk about Newton and Hill. But if you are unable to, or if they're rostered in your leagues, the other two options of Heineke and Bridgewater, you could do worse. I, I like the idea of playing those guys in those matchups. So finally, as we always do with the streamers, we're going to go to the defense. There are a lot of interesting defenses this week. AJ, yeah. take it away. Where does your where does your streaming defenses go for your fans? There are so there are actually a lot. You know, um, you know, I I think of of a lot of these. I I really. Um, you know, if I'm looking at week 14 in particular, I really like Green Bay uh, and, and as a defense here going up up against Chicago. Um, I, I I just think it, it, it's it's a great spot for a spike score. Obviously, Carolina going up against Atlanta um, is a it, it is a decent one. Um, you could definitely see, you know, if Carolina gets ahead, Atlanta could press, and Matt Ryan is um, more than happy to commit a few turnovers at this point in his career. Um, but, you know, I, I actually one, one that I didn't put on this list is I, I don't dislike Minnesota's defense either. Um, and Minnesota's defense, not only for um, for week 14, but also for week uh, 15. So if you're looking for, um, you know, if you're looking to hold on to a defense for a couple of weeks, then, you know, they've got Pittsburgh uh, going, you know, the Vikings are going up against Big Ben's old arm. And that's always good for a defense. And then they've got Chicago in week 15. So um, I I think that, you know, Minnesota is, they're definitely a lot more highly rostered, but I did want to throw that out as a bonus that if they're available in your league, if, if um, they may not be, but I really like uh, Minnesota kind of for a couple weeks, but you know, honestly, there are just, there are a lot of good matchups this week. Um, And also I think there are some, uh, you know, there's a good chance that, that like Tampa Bay gets dropped heading into week 14. So this is where it kind of comes in, you know, if it's me and I've already made the playoffs, I'm, I'm starting to look at my week 15 matchup because I really want to get a defense that, um, that has a solid week 15 matchup. But if you need something this week, you know, Denver, um, Denver's been um, pretty good. They're going up against Kansas city who has been surprisingly good to opposing defenses, new Orleans, um, is, is, um, oh, oh, sorry, no, no, Denver just played against Kansas city. Denver's going against Detroit, which is even better. New Orleans is going to go uh, against the jets. You've got Tennessee against the Jags. I mean, it's, there's just great stuff all over. You got Seattle against Houston. So, I mean, there's going to be plenty of, uh, of, there are going to be plenty of options to stream on defense. I'll throw one more out there too. And that's the Los Angeles chargers. No matter who's at quarterback, they're playing the giants, whether it's Mike yeah. Lennon, Daniel Jones, or Jake Fromm, there's going to be turnovers of playing. They just got 22 points in your standard defense leagues because of how often they picked up Joe Burrow. The sacks they got on Joe Burrow, even when the Bengals yeah. put up a decent 22 points. So definitely interesting in the Chargers as they go up against the Giants. But I do like what you said. If you have a spot locked up, look to your Week 15 matchup. Maybe even look to Week 16 and get the stash on your bench if you have the roster flexibility and can hold on to another defense. Start stashing things for your postseason run to try and go over the playoffs. 
But if you need to win this week, like you said, there are plenty of good options and keep an eye on the waiver wire article and the streaming defense articles that'll come out throughout the week to confirm these facts. So to wrap up the show, we'll do as we always do, go through our top priorities each position. And if you can, let's talk about whether you like the guy as a stash for the playoff run or if you need a week game for, for this week, get these guys. So we'll start at the running back position. How do you prioritize the running backs? And you could say whether you're doing it for the stretch run or for just this week if you need a win. You know, I, I think a little bit of both. Um, I, I'm, I put uh, down to Foreman as my top pickup for for this week and for moving forward. And then I'm, I'm still going to put Dontrell Hilliard right underneath him. Um, and then I will go with, um, for my last pick, I think I'm going to go, and this is assuming that Eli Mitchell is healthy. Otherwise, I'd, I'd put Jeff Wilson here. But um, I'm going to go with um, Tevin Coleman for the next few weeks as the lead back gonna, in New York. Yeah, I'll completely agree with you there. I wonder if the Jets just end up shutting down Michael Carter by the time when he comes off the IR because who knows yeah. when he can be back. It's approaching the end of the IR stint, but maybe they do have them shutting him down because there's no point in risking his injury even more when you're playing for a three and nine football teams. So I would agree. The Foreman and Tilliard are definitely one, two. And there's a little distance, but Coleman would probably be three for me. Wide receivers. We all know Russell Gage is one for you. We don't need to rehash that, but where would you go for the other two wide receivers? I think for the um, it two and three are really close, really close for me. Um, I'd probably go with um, Nick Westbrook, Akine, and then KJ Osborne. Just and and that that's for this coming week and for uh, weeks to come as well. I agree. They're both helped by a lot of injuries with Tennessee. The Julio and Brown still being out is huge. Even when Julio comes back, Brown may be out for a little bit longer, so that puts a lot of opportunities for Westbrook. And Osborne, we know Phelan's going to miss some time. High ankle sprains are not the quickest comeback from, so there's definitely some upside. I might even put Osborne at two, just because of that fact that he'll be probably yeah. out there longer when Julio, when Julio and Brown come back. The tight ends, we know it's Conklin and Engram, and then you take a shot, maybe a flyer. Quarterbacks, we've mentioned, and the defenses. There are too many to count. So, any last any last minute words as we approach the fancy playoffs for our listeners and when they go to set those bids tomorrow? Well, if you have any fab left, I don't know what you've been doing. You're either a genius or you're just, you're a genius. You're an absolute genius. So go and go get the guys you need. Now's the time. Good luck. Um, I hope you're all just coasting into your, into your round one buys and you can just start looking at week 16. So good luck, everybody go get those titles, bring them home. Let us know about them. Um, We'll see you on Twitter. We'll see you on the website and we'll see you next week for the pod. Absolutely. I echo all that. Best of luck with setting your priors. And if you would like to talk to us as we get into the playoffs, please join our QB list discord. We are here. We have our staff available pretty much all day. Someone's always in there. We're talking football every week. You're going to need help for the playoffs. We need help for the playoffs. I'm constantly in there trying to decide my last minute start set decisions, asking the advice of the community and our fellow staffers. Feel free to join. We're always talking football. And if you like baseball too, since we are the sister light of baseball, we all talk we do talk baseball there. And but we're here to help. If you go to pitcherlist or qblist.com and join PL Plus, you'll have access to us throughout your playoff run, and we will help you, as we do all the time, try and win some titles. So best of luck with your bids, and we'll see you next week for week 15. See you in the playoffs, everybody.